Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? My guests today are Trey and Joe Ryan. Trey Ryan founded IDS in 2005. IDS creates cloud-based solutions for industrial, healthcare, consumer products, retail applications, agribusiness businesses, and farms that grow industrial hemp. Solutions for security, auto data capture, and RFID technologies. So, Joe and Trey, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Thanks, Coach. It's good to have you on the iHemp Revolution podcast. Uh, Trey, can you give us a little background on yourself and how IDS fits into the industrial hemp industry? Sure. So I founded IDS back in 2005 uh, with the goal to create software technologies uh, that, that work in the cloud, like you mentioned, and work on, on smart devices such as iPhones and tablets but also integrate that with various tracking and sensing hardware technologies. And over the years, we've had the privilege of working in several industries uh, with, with those tracking technologies and recently have brought that to the hemp and marijuana industries to help growers track plants and track the environmental conditions of those plants to better understand their grow. Okay. Um what does the initials IDS stand for? It stands for Intelligent Design Systems. Okay, that's easy enough. So RFID Technologies, what does RFID stand for? RFID stands for Radio Frequency Identification, and it's a technology that's been around for quite a while, and people are probably most familiar with it when they drive under, under tollways, and the system automatically records that their vehicle passed, passed under a certain lane. Uh, that technology takes many forms, but one of which is a, a label that you can actually put onto plants and track those plants automatically as they move throughout your grow. This makes taking inventory very easy, and it also makes auditing and locating plants very, very simple and easy. Uh, in several states, the actual state is mandated that these these tags be placed on plants, and uh, we think there's actually more value to the growers having that technology and utilizing it uh, to better understand their grow and, and make it as efficient and profitable as they can. So, you know, these cloud-based solutions, uh, what are some of the hemp problems that uh, you guys solve? So in our experience, we solve, we solve quite a few problems, but the key ones are are really focused around tracking and understanding the grow. So with this technology and software, you're able to automatically know where plants are and track their movement throughout the grow. But then that, that ties into 
things like environmental conditions, waterings, feedings, and even tr helping to track genetics. You could almost think of it like a birth certificate for each plant, that once the plant is cloned or planted, um, it that information lives with that plant throughout its entire life cycle. And that just provides a wealth of information and data that growers can use uh, to do all kinds of things, from improve efficiency of their grow and reduce time, increase the accuracy of their of their inventory and tracking, and then also identify new cultivars and phenotypes that that may have been overlooked or passed. And then finally, from from the consumer side, it really helps increase the the quality and consistency of of the product because it's grown in a, a consistent and um, and repeatable way. Okay, so looking at all the regulations there are, uh, how does that impact the industrial hemp? Yeah, uh, Coach, this is Joe. Um, uh, once we began to understand more clearly how RFID could improve the productivity for uh, our first client, um, we were very fortunate uh, because the client actually was... Uh, an officer and a board member of the National Hemp Association. And it didn't take me very long to realize that we really needed to become a member of the National Hemp Association and a sponsor. So IDS is a silver uh, level sponsor of the National Hemp Association. And in meeting the, the board members and, uh, and the leadership there, um, it became clear that regulation was something that the organization wanted to get ahead of the curve with. Uh, I've got quite a bit of experience um, on various ISO uh, international standards organization uh, 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 committee groups um, for a variety of technologies and I'm very familiar with the uh, regulating process. Um, and so as an industry, um, the hemp industry, is looking towards some form of self-regulation. There's already a, a governing um, uh, regulator uh, in the industry, which is largely focused on the marijuana uh, side of the equation. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the Colorado's laws in Oregon, Washington, Alaska. These um, mm -hmm. regulators are very keen to make sure that um, the proper conditions are maintained, that the people who are licensed to grow it are growing it in the quantities that they, that they um, uh, sign up to, to grow it, uh, to grow. So uh, regulation is a, is a key aspect to the future of the industry, and I'm very, very happy to hear how involved um, the National Hemp Association and others are in, in making sure this is clear to regulators and legislators going forward. Uh, yes, and, and I know my background is a little bit into manufacturing also, and quality control is key when people are buying uh, certain products, whether it be in the uh, construction industry or the clothing industry or the food industry. The quality control has to be there, assuring the customers. Right, so w one of the early projects I was involved in um, was what's called um, uh, farm-to-table legislation. Uh, you you can't pick up, you can't go by without picking up a newspaper or listening to a broadcast 
where some fast food chain or um, some um, uh, product is being recalled because of some infection of, you know, listeria or some bacteria or, or what have you. And so uh, regulators uh, and producers uh, really do want to get uh, control over the supply chain um, at, from, a, from a quality point of view, as you mentioned. And so how IDS and RFID helps is that, as Trey said, we create a birth certificate for each individual plant. And we're able to find where that plant was, who was it, what was it exposed to, how long was it exposed to it. And so you very quickly can go back on a forensic basis and determine um, uh, what may have happened to that uh, plant or harvest um, at any given time. Uh, this uh, eliminates a lot of labor and cost because because the first reaction most people have if you have a quality issue is that um, you recall everything. Uh, this allows you to be much more specific in terms of what uh, what area may have been affected. Um, very very positive um, um, outcome using RFID and IDS for a quality control. What has some of your client experiences been with the system? Yeah, so I think I think that they um, they've indicated to us in our experiences that is that they wouldn't they wouldn't go back to the old ways of of tracking plants. So like like most most grows, our clients started off with you know labeling plants individually, using a clipboard to track track inventory, and then you know, periodically going back to a computer and creating reports for the state of what plants were where, and then also trying to track track genetics and get a get a handle on that uh, using using paper methods. And what we found is that one, it increases drastically increases the amount of time that growers have to spend with the plants and do do the thing that they do best, which is which is understanding the plants and keeping them healthy and and finding those those unique, unique characteristics that they might want to propagate further. Uh, whereas before, they were spending a lot of time doing the tracking. So that's a, that's a, huge, a huge benefit and a huge value that we've seen. Um, we also, also see that, that there's new insights that come just simply because certain data wasn't available before. So, and, it, and it would have been too costly or too time-consuming to, to keep and collect. So you can go back in time, like Joe said, and look at look at every plant, look at the conditions that it was growing under, the, the date and time that it was moved between different areas of a greenhouse, for example. Um, you can track plants based on you know their their plot in a field and and how that was growing all the way down to when you harvest those plants, and and tie that back to to what happened that created that that good or that bad harvest for you. Uh, this is Joe, Coach. Uh, one other observation I, I've made repeatedly with our clients is that the ease of use. Um, there's, I can't tell you how many times I've been inside of a, a grow or a greenhouse and 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 a uh, uh, person working on the plants um, is is just you know comes up to you unsolicited and says, "Man, this thing saves me so much time." 
and energy and effort. And so it really has this uh, effect of um, lifting the whole organization because people are not doing these tedious uh, inventory counting um, exercises, which, which very often are inaccurate. And um, as you know, uh, being in the manufacturing and quality side, uh, counting is a, is a non-value-added um, uh, function. Uh, it's expected. Quality is expected by everyone. Um, but the cost to do that requires that you monitor, audit, and count. And that, of course, is a tedious and difficult thing to do. And so the IDS RFID solutions, um, our clients, um, you know, they're smiley. I love it when I go into a grow and your customer smiles and, uh, and uh, says thank you. Yes, that's a, that's a good experience when you come in. Your customer says, yeah, it's really been great. So, you know, um, are you licensed uh, hemp growers right now? And do you use the technology yourself? Yeah, th thanks, uh, Coach. I, I, uh, this is Joe, and uh, I'm, I'm a landowner and a rancher here in Colorado, and uh, have a great appreciation for, for the ecology of, of the land. And you know, I, I, I'm in a high plains uh, desert area. Uh, you know, our waterfall isn't all that great, and we get noxious weed uh, infestations and all sorts of challenges in uh, managing uh, the land and so w working with one of our growers uh, who sells clones I got into a conversation one day and I said gee you know, how difficult is it to grow hemp and what are the conditions that I need and after that conversation I made a decision that I was going to going to go ahead and get a license so we're in the licensing process right now gonna going back and forth on some documentation I've uh, secured uh, uh, some property to do this and um, have a um, uh, provider for clones. So we're excited and expecting our first harvest this coming fall. Uh, all things go well. That's great. H how many acres are you going to be planting? Well, I have 35 acres, but I'm certainly not going to plant all of that. We're going to start off with uh, an acre, less than an acre, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, want, we want to understand uh, the grow process. So anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 plants, which is, a, which is a pretty big commitment in terms of cost. But we uh, will also be using all the IDS technology to monitor and videotape and, and, and use it to really help us learn um, uh, what a grower goes through, both in the field, uh, you know, the acquisition of the uh, clones. We're going to be using clones, not seed. Um, so we're, we're excited about it. So it'll be a modest effort initially. Hopefully uh, it'll be successful. We're anticipating that and then uh, bigger and better things in the future. Do you feel that you will be... Uh actually producing your crops uh, so that you you can have a market for your crops later? The nice thing about the, the, the grow that we're going to be purchasing the clones from is that uh, we've already got, you know, he'll, he's agreed to uh, buy back our crop, uh, you know, and the price, of course, will be determined by the market. But um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm quite 
quite uh, encouraged about that. We're going to be growing for CBD oil. As you know, uh, you know we will have some fiber as a, as a result of that, but uh, the primary goal will be for, uh, for, for oil, CBD oil. Yeah. How do you think that the hemp industry is doing right now? Well, I, you know, I attended the uh, national show in uh, in Loveland uh, a few weeks ago, and um, I'm quite quite impressed with the quality and the caliber of people who are being attracted to this industry. Um, I think that um, uh, you know you you have a couple of key key milestones that the industry has to achieve, and one of them. Uh, is certainly in the legislative area. Um, there needs to be some enlightened self-interest um, on the part of the government to see that if you bifurcate marijuana and hemp and uh, have a different set of regulations for, for the two um, distinct products or, or crops, that um, that's going to be a, a boon to the industry. Um, you know, certainly, state legislatures are getting that. They understand that this creates jobs, particularly in the agricultural belt. Um, it creates uh, tax revenue, certainly, and um, and jobs and revenue are are, are key for for the uh, lifting um, the regulation um, uh, challenges. Um, I also think that everyone has become more and more conscious that we as stewards of the planet really do need to take a better care of our environment. And um, hemp, from all the research that I've been doing on it, is just an unbelievably wonderful, wonderful gift that we've received. And we should uh, really appreciate and cultivate what hemp can do, uh, not only for jobs and tax revenue, but what it can do to help um, uh, reclaim land, uh, you know, as a food source, as a fiber for clothing. There's just a myriad of, of uh, products that um, hemp can be used in. And I think that legislative uh, effort and then a greater awareness by the general public, uh, along with a quality supply chain that's, that's evolving now, is really going to um, uh, bode well for the future of uh, hemp. Um, my experience is it always is a collaborative effort between private industry, academia, and government. And um, when those three work together well, we get a very excellent result as a nation and as a world, frankly. Okay, so what is the biggest benefit that industrial hemp can offer us here in the United States? Uh, that's a good question. Um, there are different opinions, right? So I would say from my personal opinion that it, it gives us a new way of looking at um, how we manage our agricultural business in the U.S. Um, um, it's like any raw material. Uh, you know, I, I often think about and reflect on George uh, Carver Washington, the, the um, peanut king, right? I mean, one simple plant has thousands and thousands of um, 
uh, products that owe it owe their existence to his discovery and his dedication to that research. I think that hemp has been in hibernation, if you will, for the last uh, seventy or eighty years, and um, and now it's come out of that. And there's a great deal of interest in in industry and in pharma pharma uh, companies, uh, chemical companies. Um, Clothing. I was so impressed at the National Hemp Association show. They had a fashion show with over 300 different um, um, products uh, just in the garment industry, um, which is very, very impressive, not to mention all of the various food um, um, products that we got to sample there. So I think the future is very, very bright. And as people begin to appreciate and understand um, how hemp affects them personally and how it affects the nation and how it affects the world, we're going to see a real resurgence. Um, and again, I go back to this uh, enlightened self-interest. Everyone involved will come to a place where they realize that this is a very, very powerful um, gift that we've been given. On that note, out of all the thousands of products that can be produced with hemp, what part of the industry or what product do you see taking the lead by the end of 2016? Yeah, I, again, I think it's a difficult question. We're in a, an emerging market, so I mentioned apparel. Uh, certainly, uh, hemp has a long, long history going back thousands and thousands of years as a fiber. Terrific, right? Uh, we, we've seen great research on the effects of uh, CBD oils for, for um, helping with um, uh, chronic illnesses, uh, epilepsy and others. So you'll see, I think, a, an emergence in that whole uh, area as well. And then I, I'm personally, I'm just so impressed with the food aspect of it as a supplement, not only as a supplement, but also as a, um, as an ingredient in many, many food products. So you really, you know, you're asking a question that, um, you could go on and on, uh, depends on how you want to segment the market and the interest, um, on the industrial side. You know, I'm, I'm looking at um, uh, hempcrete and thinking, wow, it's lighter, it's stronger, it's more economical. Uh, you know, that building industry could just be enormous for, uh, for that. We spend uh, billions and hundreds of billions on construction material. You think about a paper, forestry uh, was such a, you know, we, everyone talks about how we... Um, are cutting down forests, you know, you can get a paper crop in a single season with hemp that's equal to, you know, 10 acres of forest, and you can get it out of a single acre of hemp. So you begin to really, you know, peel down and look down into the various applications. Uh, it's enormous. Frankly, I don't know if there is a single, you know, point where you go, uh, everything, you know, this is the, the leader, you know, uh, um, Malcolm uh, Baldrich or Gadwell's work on tipping point uh, comes to mind to me. Um, you know, we're, we're approaching a tipping point, and um, I think once that happens, we're going to find ourselves in a in a in a very wide um, 
world of multiple hemp uh, products and applications. What is your vision, the future of hemp, or in where do you see your business in, let's say, three years? So maybe maybe I'll take that one on. So I think that that the vision for hemp, um, you know, being the first the first key thing is is legalization. So we we have that in in several areas now, but in order for this to be taken seriously and and have the commitment from all the other parts of society, it needs to be um, legalized. And we we feel like an industry that demonstrates and shows the efforts to self-regulate and self-manage itself with with the um, you know with quality and consistency and tracking and, and accurate books and records that that makes makes that legalization all that much more easier so first and foremost we think that that's that's the the critical next step um, where we see ourselves in three years I think we want to continue to do more more of what we've what we've been doing we've we've seen um, some some incredible traction and effort and benefit from using using this technology um, in in the grows and and we just want to do more of that and we want to understand and, and grow with our growers to to know how we can better help them from a technology perspective and we just don't know what insights and and data is going to come from from this process and uh, we're excited to continue to be a part of it and and continue to offer innovative and new products many years to come. Well, that's great. We've covered quite a bit uh, here, guys. Um, is there anything else that you would like to bring up about you or your business? Well, I, this is Joe. I guess in closing, I'd like to say thank you to you, Coach, for all of your efforts to help elevate the awareness of uh, the hemp industry and uh, we very much appreciate uh, the opportunity to do this podcast with you. And uh, we look forward to following up on, um, um, on anyone that has an interest in um, expanding their, their business and um, um, helping their employees to enjoy uh, their work environments more thoroughly and, um, and getting the message out. So uh, thank you, Coach. Oh, you're welcome. That's great having you, uh, you both, Trey and Joe. And thanks for being a guest on the IHAP Revolution. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the IHAP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us, and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHempRevolution.